to my What's up, my fellow spooky folks? It's the man of horror himself and the 2023 future face of horror winner, Troy Lyon. This is Man of Horror, my horror pod, where I talk all things scary. Um, today, I wanted to review and rate Bird Box Barcelona with you guys and then share another week in horror. So let's go ahead and dive in. I'm every nightmare you ever had. I am your worst dream come true. I'm everything you now first off bird box is um you know the series that came out i want to say was that 2020 around 2020 2021 i know it was around um covet time and um you know it was one of those stay-at-home movie premiere kind of things but um ultimately if you haven't seen it it is basically about entities that are invisible and that once you see them cause you to basically kill yourself or go crazy and force other people to see them as well. Um, and, <clears throat> and apparently um, birds are able to sense or maybe even see these beings and, you know, they signify when they are near. So birds, keep birds in a little box for help, bird box. Um, essentially, obviously, you know, people would need to walk around blindfolded. So that's what happens with most of the movie. So that's the first one. And then this one dives a bit deeper. I recall talking to a friend who like her biggest complaint with the first film was like, you know, I really wanted to see what people were seeing. And it's funny because like, you know, that's, that's essentially the point, you know, everybody sees something differently. It, it takes the form of your biggest fear or your greatest sorrow and, you know, things like that. So it doesn't have a base form, but you know, I, I guess I understand the the want to at least get a glimmer of what's being seen, right? And so with this one, they actually decided to dive into that. You know, we get a chance to see what people are seeing. And so there is this whole entire, I want to say the first, like, opening 20 minutes is very well done Um, in that respect, right? It starts off first with a, a man and his daughter, you know, navigating the apocalyptic kind of world now and they get attacked by a blind gang a blind gang um <laughs> i thought that was interesting because it was like oh well hi of course blind people you know wouldn't necessarily be affected i mean you know that's how the the last film ended you know they made it to this retreat that was basically uh for blind people and so they were essentially safe you know they couldn't see so the entities just you know left them the hell alone um and so to have people now in a gang, uh, it just adds another layer. Because before, you know, it's just it's the people trying to survive and there's the crazy people who can see it and are, um, you know, trying to force other people to see it and holding, like, cults toward the entity kind of. And then now this new layer of, like, blind people forming gangs and beating the shit out of people and taking their stuff. <laughs> um <clears throat> But then after that, you know, it, again, within the first 20 minutes, there's, like, this major twist from the character that we're following. Um, and essentially, we learn that he is infected. 
um, I'll say that simple version without giving too much of it away. Um, and it was done, like I said, really well because you don't have an idea of it until the very last moments of what he does. And then you realize, oh, shit, this entire time. So he's like basically with this character. Uh, his, his daughter. Fuck it. Because I kind of gave it away. Spoiler alert. Oh, well. Um, it's his daughter. And the entire time he's with her. And it just it seems like a normal, you know, father-daughter, again, navigating apocalyptic world. And no. The daughter is a fucking demon angel monster thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And um, another thing they did with this one. There was a lot of very into like I I love seeing the start of mass chaos scenes, like the the beginning of things. Like I you know obviously I don't mind the apocalyptic things like that, but I like to see the start of that. It, it's something very interesting to me. And so there was like several things that happened when they show like the start of um everything happening in Barcelona. Which obviously that's where it takes place. Not sure if I said that. Shouldn't have needed to, but hey, at all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, the, one of the things they did there was like a mass train suicide scene in fucking tents. Um, so you know everybody's now like in the uh, subway station or whatever, and um, they start to get infected. You know the thing is on the tracks, and it's like hundreds of people. So now you have hundreds of people barreling, like running, charging towards the tracks to get on the tracks so there's a train coming. And then there's a guy who hasn't been affected yet. He hasn't seen it. So he's trying to get out, but there's people just walking to it. It's so frustrating, but it's, it's again, done really, really well. Um, there's another part where the guy's like in his office and he's on the phone and the story's being told on the news, you know, um, there's something happening, blah, blah. And behind him, he's in his office, and it's like all these glass walls, it's corporate. And while he's in the office on the phone watching the news, behind him in another office or another cubicle area is a guy who is slowly hanging himself. And you don't, like, you just see it happening, but, like, there's so much happening. And, again, he's on the phone, he's on the news, you're paying attention to the conversation, you're paying attention to what they're saying on the news, and you don't fully catch what is happening until, like, right before it happens. And it's like, oh shit! This <laughs> this entire time we're watching a death happen. Um, you know, it was just it was it happened slow, and again, that was another really effective moment. Um, shout out! Uh, there was the actress from Barbarian. Um, she she's been picking up a lot of a lot of work lately. I, I really fuck with her. She's um she's in this one. She does a really really good job. Um, so one of the things that they introduced to this though, I wanted to to uh go over was repenting and um well i guess yeah that's kind of the simplest way to explain it because eventually the character kind of starts to feel remorse for the things he's been doing you know forcing people to see and decides to no longer listen to the entity and starts to help people and it just it's very interesting the more he helps you know the less he can see the entity to the entity just finally he's like all right well fuck it you know clearly you can't and so he just doesn't see it anymore um and so that makes me wonder because this is another part that they dived into like they harped on it in the first film um and if i'm not mistaken this is a book series so maybe that's something that's mentioned there 
Uh, definitely let me know if that's the case. But Angels. Um, and the first film as a character, Lil Rel plays a character who basically has said, you know, he's been working on a book. Oh shit, he low-key sounds like me as I'm saying it. <laughs> he's been working on a book and he's been, you know, studying angels and just religion and stuff like that. And it's kind of something I've been doing. Um with something that I'm writing, but he was mentioning, you know, that these could be angels of judgment and humanity is being judged. Uh, and so with this one, there is a sense that, um, you know, there's angels, there's more like priests in this film. That's another thing. Um, there's more like Catholic characters. And, and I think that's what, like, I, th- I think that's what they're heading into. I think it might actually be angels. Um, and that, you know, they appear in, again, that form. And I, I don't really know why yet. I, I want to, because <laughs> I want to, I want to harp on the, the judgment thing, right? But I don't know. I feel like, I don't know because what happened to people being ruptured, raptured, you know, like what is if if everybody is still here and once you see it, you're killed. Then what's the the saving grace? Where is the is, so like everybody is doomed, you know, like I don't know it. I don't understand why yet, but I do think it might be angels. So it would be cool to get a follow up from this again. If that's mentioned in the books, definitely let me know. I'll probably look into it myself, but um I love when you guys send me recommendations or, you know, let me know stuff that I had no idea about. So, um, yeah, outside of that, it was a pretty cool film. I would say the first one I liked much better, but there were more effective um, mass scenes in this one, like mass death scenes, which I I like. Um, I would advise, you know, check it out. I did give it two out of five stars. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, you know, I've given films two out of bad, two out of five that I thought were pretty fucking good, but this one, it's, I don't know, it's, it's mid at some points and, and definitely interesting in others, but I'll say for that, that's why the first star is watchability, it is watchable, I didn't get bored watching it, there were just some scenes that I think were drawn out longer than they needed to be, um, but those were like exposition dumps and things like that so i I don't know i'll probably rewatch it with that in mind um and then the second one is kill count because hello (laughs) mass death scenes there are hundreds of fucking deaths in this film um there's like a part where there's just bodies falling from the fucking sky like as the guys are running down the street it's crazy so with that you know um I can't necessarily give it gore because while there were so many deaths, it's not necessarily shown as much as it is implied, right? Um, even with the falling bodies, we don't see that up close. We just see them falling. And again, still effective, but not much gore in that sense. Um, Killer Fear Factor, you know what? I'm going to give it half of that because that is kind of fucking terrifying as I think about it, right? Like there's this thing and I don't know what it would take the form of for me. Um, as a spiritual person, as, as a, um, person who tries to confront a lot of things within myself, I try to confront my fears and I try to confront, um, my sorrows, but I'm a human 
and I still have them. So I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what it will take the form of. But all I know is I, yeah, that shit is scary. <laughs> uh, cinematography, it didn't really have much, like, in the, in the way of views and, like, you know, just really dope shots. So, yeah, two and a half out of five stars. So if you have not seen it, check it out on Netflix. Boogeyman is real, and you found him. Yo, all right, all right. So, this week in horror, we have two highlights. Um, the first one is Eli Roth's Thanksgiving trailer finally came out. Um, if you've seen Grindhouse, the double feature, like, around 06, 07, then you recall that was one of the fake trailers that they made for the film. Super funny, just like some cool little... A little chill shit, you know. Um, and Eli had always said that he wanted to make that an official film. Here we are, like, 15-plus years later, and bam, it's out, you know. Um, or at least the trailer, so the film is coming. But either way, trailer finally came out. It's it's looks like it leans more into horror, which I completely fucking love. And obviously, right, it's Eli Roth, but I'm excited to see what he... Um, brings to the table with that one so definitely check out that trailer um the other one and this one is like super dear to my heart actually shout out eli because he's super dear to my heart as in regarding to like horror and just like my interest and stuff it's like he is eli you know um and then with this one the goosebumps trailer came out there's a goosebumps rework um coming out and rl sign has such a place in my horror canon heart like you know like Goosebumps is the first horror book series that I read, and I was enthralled. I collected them, you know, um, and so much of it is just ingrained in my my knowledge of horror, you know. <laughs> um, or when I think of like writing some things myself, or writing like younger characters, or like just things like that, just it just it is a staple in my horror knowledge. So. New trailer came out. Shout out RL. Um, shout out Eli. Thank you both so so much for what you have provided to the horror community. Um, and I can't wait to see more. <laughs> Definitely check both of those out if you have not. Sometimes that is better. So as always, I appreciate you guys so so much for listening. Um don't forget to follow the official Instagram page for the pod, Manafort underscore podcast. And please, please, please get those votes in for Face of Horror 2023. Your boy is taking it home, but I'm definitely going to still promote it every fucking second that I can because I am the Face of Horror. <laughs> um, until next time, y'all, stay spooky, folks. Peace. Peace.